It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up and what's happening, Reds fans? Thanks for tuning in to the Locked On Reds podcast on this Tuesday. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, your bench jockey with a beer. We're going to talk some Reds today. I know we've been talking a whole lot of rumors lately, but today I want to put the rumors aside and dig into a couple of seasons had by some Reds in 2018 that I believe will prove promising for 2019. But first, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And also check us out on the website at LockedOnReds.com. Let's dive right into it. Tonight I want to talk about two players in particular. I want to take a deep dive into the numbers and tell you why they have some really promising uh, outlooks for 2019. I'm going to start by taking a look at Tyler Malley. Depending on where you look at the numbers for Tyler Malley in 2018, you're going to see a lot of different stories. Tyler Malley is a young arm that the Reds really have a bright future with, and in 2018 he showed flashes of brilliance, and he also showed some concerning signs as well. His first start was indicative of what you really, uh, there was a lot of hope after that first start. He threw six innings of shutout baseball, only allowed one hit and two walks, and struck out seven in a uh, brilliant opening act for his 2018. He then followed that up with two straight starts in which he compiled 10 innings and he allowed 10 runs. So it's kind of the microcosm there. His first three starts, you go from a shutout to an ERA ballooning to the highest that it is all season. It got up to 5.62 after that second start of allowing five runs. Both starts, he allows five runs in each one and really jumps that ERA up. Now, I cut out a sample size because that's what we love to do in this sort of instance. We're going to take a look at some statistics for him. April 18th through July 6th, he threw 82 and a third innings pitch. He averaged over five innings a start, and he had a 3.28 ERA, definitely his best stretch of the season. He really maintained pretty well during that stretch. He had six quality starts, which... Quality start is, you know, it's neither here nor there as to how much you value that stat because really in a quality start, 
It's just about putting your team in a position to win. And I think he did that even in the starts that didn't qualify because you have to throw six innings to qualify for a quality start. And there were a number of starts where he threw five innings, five and two-thirds innings, five and a third innings, where he only gave up one or two runs. But he was pulled before he was eligible to make that quality start. And then there were three starts in that span from April 18th through July 6th in which he gave up four earned runs. But really, I mean, I mean that's not that bad. It's not as if he blew up. I mean, if four runs is blowing up, that means you're having a really good year. And in Tyler Malley's case, of course, after this sample size that I mentioned, he did have some rough starts, and that's kind of what lend his. That's why his ERA finished at four point nine eight. Which you look at that number, and you're not super encouraged because that's right there at five. That's about league, you know, a little below league average, really, when it comes to ERA. But ERA does not tell the whole story, especially in Tyler Malley's case, and I'm going to tell you why. Firstly, I kind of want to explain as to what I'm about to get into. We're going to talk about FIP, which is FIP, Fielding Independent Pitching. It's a kind of ERA statistic that, through math, takes out the defensive factor, which um, is not something a pitcher can control. FIP and then also XFIP are statistics that are supposed to highlight the specific things that a pitcher can control, such as strikeouts, walks, hit-by-pitches, and home runs. And specifically, the stat that I want to look at with Tyler Malley is XFIP. XFIP is the same kind of mathematical calculation as FIP, except... When you're talking about the different little elements of the equation, you replace the home runs that he gave up with the expected home runs allowed based on the number of fly balls he allowed and the league average ratio of home runs per fly or home runs to fly balls. Now, I will say, you know, that's getting a little crazy on the stat headness, but Keep with me here. Tyler Malley, the the big picture of these statistics that I'm trying to get at is Tyler Malley wasn't necessarily that lucky. In fact, he was quite unlucky when it comes to the ratio of home runs to fly balls. His percentage was 18.5%. The league average was 12.7%. So that means that there was quite a few more balls that once they jumped off the bat into the air, they were flying out of the ballpark. And that's going to happen when you pitch at Great American Ballpark. Another statistical element you could point to in Tyler Malley's game in 2018 that he was unlucky would be his batting average on balls in play allowed. So the number of balls that were hit off of the bat and put into fair territory um, that resulted in hits for him, there was a batting average of 323 um, on those types of balls. League average was 296. So again, there's a difference there as far as your typical pitcher who is allowing a ball to be hit into fair territory, the defense is picking that up. So again, it's another number where you can kind of point to it and say Malley was getting a little unlucky with his stuff. Now, I will say the one concerning factor in Tyler Malley's game last season 
was his walks, and his command sometimes was erratic. In fact, his walks per nine allowed was 4.26. There was a lot of games in which he was allowing three and four walks, and you really don't want to see that. I mean, one to two is kind of, I mean, that's acceptable, but three and four and five is hard to pitch around. In fact, statistically, there was only one game in which he did not allow a walk, And that was one of his best games of the year, coincidentally. So the bottom line, what I'm getting at here, talking about all this maths and all this good stuff surrounding Tyler Malley, is that I believe he had a solid base in 2018 that he laid. Sure, he was inconsistent in his performances, but I believe that's because the talent was there. He was just getting used to the terrain. In fact, he got sent down to AAA to work on some stuff as he had kind of an adjustment period that he needed to get through. And I believe he came out on the other side of that all right as he had some strong starts to finish the season. Now with 2019 looming, We're talking about a rotation that's already got some guys in place, such as Tanner Rourke, it's got Alex Wood, it's got Luis Castillo. We're probably looking at one more pitcher acquisition, and then a fifth starter position that's going to probably come down to Di Sclafani and Tyler Malley. And I definitely believe that Tyler Malley should have the leg up in that. I know there's going to be some people that are saying, oh, no, Anthony Di Sclafani, definitely. But honestly, I really see Tyler Malley as the guy that can take this fifth starter role and just run with it, especially based on the things that we've seen in 2018. Now, with that being said, I'm a little late for a break, so we're going to get a quick couple of ads in here, and we'll come back, and I'm going to talk to you about Jesse Winker. You're listening to the Locked on Reds podcast. This is the sixth episode of yours truly, Jeff Carr as the host. It's 135 total for the podcast, as James Rapine had previously hosted the other 129. It's been a great show for a little over a year now, and we're looking for another great season of Reds baseball. Now, leading into 2019, and actually an article was written on MLB.com that prompted me to talk about this, but... MLB.com wrote an article saying the best hitter that you don't know about, and they were talking about Jesse Winker. Now, obviously, those of us listening to this podcast know who Jesse Winker is. Most Reds fans do because he played a decent amount last year before he got hit, and when he played, he was pretty good. The funny thing is, depending on what you look at, if you look at his war on baseball reference, his wins above replacement on the baseball reference website, He actually had a negative war. It was negative 0.1, which that's neither here nor there. That's pretty nitpicky. And then whenever you look at fan graphs, his his war was on the positive side, but it was like 0.5. So in this case, I'm going to toss out war. And in a lot of cases, I'm not a huge wins above replacement guy, but I can kind of use that as a gauge. In Jesse Winker's case, there's not much to gauge with that because the key statistic with Jesse Winker, and I'm sure that you've seen this just about anywhere that anyone has talked about Jesse Winker, is his on-base percentage. And there's a lot of cases out there for him to lead off in 2019 because of this. Because last year, in the 80-something games that he played, he had an on-base percentage of 405. So 40% of the time he was getting on base. That's pretty darn good, especially considering that you were looking at other options in the leadoff spot that weren't near as good statistically in the on-base category. 
So with that being said, you slot in a 405 on base percentage guy in the leadoff spot in this lineup this year, and this is going to get you excited just talking about it. But say you got you got Jesse Winker, and then batting second, you probably have Joey Votto. That's how they like to do it. Maybe David Bell pushes Joey back to third, the third spot in the lineup. But I'd like to see Jesse Winker, and then maybe I mean heck. <laughs> I'm pushing. I really, really want the Reds to listen to me on this. I really want Nick Senzel up in some sort of fashion. I don't know what position he's going to play just yet, and we could do a hundred podcasts on where that's going to be, and it's not going to matter until you know opening day comes around. But Nick Senzel could be that second hitter guy. So hypothetically, we're just in the realm of hypotheticals here. Jesse Winker leading off, Nick Senzel batting second. And he's got a on base percentage that's going to be above 350. Then you got Joey Votto, the king of on base percentages, batting third. And then whoever's batting fourth is going to have two or three guys up on the regular basis to knock in for some runs. So whether that's Suarez, whether that's Scooter, whether that's Yasiel Puig, whether, you know, I mean, just take your pick they're going to be knocking in some runs and i'm really excited to see that but jesse winker laid a great base in 2018 reason for optimism in 2019 he had more walks than strikeouts not too many players can say that i mean joey Votto is probably a huge factor in that probably a great mentor for jesse winker as he's one of the few that do walk more than they strike out and he had a 299 batting average, which that, that's pretty good too. You, know, you take that every single day out of a guy who is getting his first real taste of Major League Baseball. The one thing that will be interesting to watch during the season, especially with the plethora of outfielders that the Reds have, supposing they don't trade Kemp before the season, is the splits that Jesse Winker showed against right-handed pitchers he batted 321, which that's awesome. Against left-handed pitchers, however, he batted 211. And that's not awesome. That's Billy Hamilton-esque batting average, and that's definitely not something you want to see out of a guy that you want to be your leadoff hitter. So he's going to have to get better in those splits categories, or otherwise we're going to be looking at a rotating leadoff guy. And that is a topic for another podcast. But anyway, getting ahead of myself on that one. But... Because of his plate discipline, his 405 on base percentage, he had a better than average strikeout percentage for batters. You know, he struck out less than most batters. And he also had a better than average walk percentage. And he walked more than most batters. He also had lower than league average home run per fly ball ratio. So kind of like what I was saying with Tyler Malley in that he was unlucky seeing a lot of fly balls leaving the yard. Jesse Winker was lower than you would think a league average hitter would be. So he was getting unlucky in that home run to fly ball ratio. He only had an 8% ratio while league average was 12. So if that comes just back up to league average, his power numbers go up, his war goes up. We're not even talking about like trying to convince you as to why these numbers say different things than what you may initially have seen. He's also very good at spreading out his hits. When it comes to pulling the ball versus spreading it around the field, Jesse Winker is a spread-it-around-the-field guy. 
He had the exact same percentage of hits to left field and center field at 37% of the time, and then he also had 25% of his hits go to right field. So he was able to really, you know, I mean, there were shifts against him, but it wasn't as if he was lending to the shift being absolutely necessary in order to defend him. Now, another thing, diving even deeper into like his plate discipline and things like that, just to show you a little bit more than just what the on-base percentage and the strikeout and walk percentage is saying, according to the league average contact rate, he was quite above average on that. League average contact percentage was 76%. His was 85%. And he also swung less than the average um, major league batter. In all categories, whether the ball was in the strike zone or out of the strike zone, he swung less in both categories, which meant he was more choosy, which has definitely got to be, I mean, obviously he's known this coming up in baseball, but he also had great influence from Joey Votto. And, you know, the biggest criticism on Jesse Winker is with his glove. Defensively, he's meh, but, you know... I'm not really worried about that, especially in the short outfield of Great American Ballpark. Sure, the numbers say that he's a below-average defender, but when it comes to his bat, I think it more than makes up for it. And that's something that the Reds are going to absolutely love in 2019, something that I'm just going to be able, you know, if there are some defensive miscues, then hey, we'll just take it. When it comes, if we had nine perfect players on this team, then we'd be winning World Series all the time. And with Jesse Winker, his bat far outweighs any deficiency you see with his glove. So anyway, that was a little bit different from what I've been saying the last couple of weeks when it comes to looking at rumors and all this other stuff. I really wanted to take a deep dive into those two guys and Tyler Malley and Jesse Winker. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, If you did. Drop me a line, let me know about it. And if you didn't, let me know too. I love criticism as well as compliments. I'm always striving to get better for you here on the Locked On Reds podcast. But I would appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And also check us out on their website, like I said, LockedOnReds.com. Also give me a follow on Twitter. I'm on there quite a bit tweeting about Pretty much anything. Obviously Reds baseball, but just about anything that's going on at the time. My Twitter handle is Jeff Carr, J-E-F-F-F-C-A-R-R. Love to talk Reds with you there on the Twitter. With that being said, thanks again for downloading and listening on this Tuesday to the Lockdown Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.